dear Lord, we come to you in the strong name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And as always, we ask that the Holy Spirit would speak to us as we share these thoughts. Lord, we thank you that you meet us in our story and that you take even the worst parts of our stories where we may have made our biggest mistakes or where individuals have wounded us deeply and you redeem those. You make us new and you even bring light out of the dark and something beautiful out of the brokenness. We pray, Lord, that you would be with us as we share these thoughts in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you've been listening to Slingstones for a while or may have read any of my books, you know that I've been on a long journey, a journey of healing, a journey of letting Jesus meet me in the unresolved and painful places of the past. Over the years, I've gained a lot of knowledge about what happens when you are wounded, when you experience trauma. And I want to say that one of the most important things that I have ever learned is a statement that is repeated by many neuroscientists, and that is this. Concepts alone will not rewire the brain. I'm going to say that again. Concepts alone will not rewire the brain. Now, let me assure you that concepts are important. It's concepts that will help us know how to get home at night or it's concepts that enable us to understand someone when they give us directions or how to make our checkbook balance. They're not unimportant. But one of the things that I learned on my own journey is knowledge by itself may give understanding of how a person has been wounded, like myself. But knowledge alone does not release a person from the deep wounds of the past. That's why it's been said that concepts alone will not rewire the brain. Now, what I'm talking about here is the whole idea of neuropathways. Do you know that we... we experience events in our lives, whether they're good or bad, and they create these neuropathways. Something happens. It's an event. It becomes deeply ingrained inside of us. And whether an event is good or bad, because it's a memory that's based on something that occurred to us in the past, there are a number of factors that interweave to become that memory. We can visualize things that have happened in the past. We can remember behaviors that took place. We can even recall feelings that we've had or sensations, and all of that adds to up, adds up to 
have certain meanings to us. And it becomes part of our story. Now, I could give you many examples of this. Let's imagine that when you were five or six years old, you had repeatedly heard your parents arguing. And then one day you were playing in the yard when you saw your father come out. He had a suitcase in his hand. He walked by. He said, do you remember that I always love you? He got in the car and he left. And that became the moment when your mother and dad were separated. That's an event. That's not a concept. That's something that had images and sensations and feelings and behaviors all wrapped up together. And even as a five or a six or a seven-year-old, that particular event has meaning. Well, the truth is that because we are little at the time, the meaning we often apply to it is not necessarily accurate. Because we could believe things like, what did I do wrong? I'm unlovable. There's something deeply defective and wrong with me, or else my dad would have stayed. And all of that belief is deeply entwined with an event that occurred that you were part of. Now, I want to help you to understand that if you begin to think conceptually about that event, meaning you start trying to convince yourself that it wasn't as bad as it really turned out to be, do you know that it, it really is not going to have a deep effect on you because deep inside, that event created a neuropathway because it was episodic, an episode of your life, and that a concept alone will not in any way rewire your brain around that particular memory. Now, let's imagine that one of the things you believe about yourself is that you are defective, or another is that you're all alone. Now, do you see how easy it would be that you go to the Bible and you could read a scripture that says that God is always with you, or a scripture that talks about how you've been chosen by him, and those are truths, no doubt about it, but do you know that memorizing that truth as a concept will not in any way rewire that deep event that occurred inside? Now, it's important that we learn scriptures. And I want to encourage you to memorize scriptures, but on their own, without it also being a deep event, it does not necessarily help set us free. What we need are new encounters, new positive encounters that, in fact, will rewire the brain so that we're no longer if you will, stuck in the rut of something that happened so long ago. And what I've been doing now for many years is trying to help people that have been wounded in the past 
meet the Lord around the unprocessed events that have emotionally wounded them, so that in meeting him in those events of the past, they can find his healing power, hear the truth about who they are in him, and begin to step forward into a new life. Now, now let me bring these concepts together, if you will. A concept alone will not rewire the brain, especially when what has been wired has occurred through a negative event that we've experienced. And as a Christian, it can become very, very frustrating for us because we can memorize a scripture that we think will help us choose another way, but when the wind is howling and the night is dark, what really happens is the neuropathway of that deep event begins to drive our feelings and drive our behaviors, and it can be very, very difficult to handle. And what we need is a new encounter with Christ around the very negative events that we've experienced in the past in order that we can find a new freedom. Now, there's a reason that I wanted to share this with you today is because recently someone said to me, I'm not an event Christian, I'm a word Christian. Well, first, I don't think we should be dividing those two things. We love God's word. We should learn God's word. God's word uh, teaches us about how to walk the way of Jesus, the way Jesus walked the way. God's word measures our own experiences. But there's something that we need more and that is to have our own personal encounter with Christ around the deep woundings that we've experienced in the past. Now, first, let me say something about I'm not an event Christian. I'm a word Christian. You know that much of what's in Scripture includes descriptions of events. I mean, really, think of these events. Wouldn't you have liked to have been there at the birth of Jesus, or the baptism of Jesus, or the event when he turned the water into wine, or he healed the ten lepers, or he confronted the woman of the well with great love and acceptance, or be up there in the upper room when the Holy Spirit fell? What about the event of the crucifixion or the resurrection? And it's not just the teachings of Jesus. There's events around the teachings of Paul and that wonderful story in Acts where Peter and John go into the gate beautiful and they say, silver and gold I don't have, but stand up in the name of Jesus. And the man was set free. These are events, episodes in the lives of people. And that event, I believe, changed them forever. And what I want you to know is that God is still in the business of meeting us through real episodes in life. I remember once reading Dallas Willard in his book, The Divine Conspiracy, and he talks about when the three visitors came to Abraham, and then he goes on and said, God still does this today. And he does it in small ways, and he does it in big ways. And he meets us in the common events of our life. And he meets us in the mundane moments of our life. And then he also meets us in the miraculous. As I've said many times, he comes to us with whispers at times and with great wind at other times. But here's the point I'm wanting to make. 
we need to hold into a wonderful creative tension. The knowledge that we gain from the Word of God and all the truths that are there contained, and yet at the same time, we need to position ourselves for encounters with our Lord. Encounters in individual prayer, encounters in the community of Christ, encounters when we're meeting in small groups, encounters when we're worshiping together the the, the presence of the Lord where the Holy Spirit is there and suddenly in that moment with feelings arising and sensations arising and behaviors taking place, a new neuropathway is developed. Concepts alone They don't rewire the brain. And it can often lead to tremendous frustration in the lives of God's people when, in fact, they have been wounded and they start to memorize a concept hoping that the next time they stumble in that ditch, it'll be better, and it isn't. Because a neuropathway, it creates deep ruts. But what we can do, and what I have done in the past, is invite Jesus into the broken places of our lives, ask him to meet us there, to receive our pain there, and then out of his love, he takes what is negative and he pours in his light and he pours in his comfort. If this is anything that in any way seems to be speaking to you, I want to encourage you, maybe you want to pick up my book, Some Kind of Crazy, read about my own story or redraw close to the fire, or some of the other things that I've written that talk about how Jesus can meet us in the dark moments of our lives and let light shine through the brokenness and healing come in the very place that we're afraid to even look at. Concepts alone will not rewire the brain, but when the Holy Spirit encounters us, even in the wounds of the past, something tremendous can take place. He is able to heal us, past, present, and future. That is the glory of our Lord. May the episodes episodes of Christ's presence come to us again and again that we might be transformed. I pray that for you in Jesus' name.